to Disjointed. Our podcast mission is to bring a voice to the problems facing decision-making in the built environment. Today, communication and processes are disjointed in the world of design and construction. Work happens across tools, teams, and timelines, making it hard to keep everyone connected. It's the constant challenge to reduce friction and meet project expectations. We believe there's a better way. And I'm your host, Jeff Sample, and I have another guest for us today. I am joined by Andrew Zakowski, CEO of Join. Andrew, say hello and introduce yourself. Hey, Jeff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Andrew Zakowski. I'm uh, one of the co-founders and I'm the CEO of uh, Join, Inc. Um, my background's in software engineering. I grew up in the 3D printing world and I've spent um, time delivering, delivering software and technology platforms to uh, architects, engineers, and contractors. Well, that's the brief introduction. Um, you've had some interesting times going through the process of learning the the built environment and have dedicated to some time to to investing and in helping them solve problems, which is kind of brings us to why we're here today. We're gonna get the the big elephant out of the room right right away. Join is the sponsor of Disjointed. It was uh <laughs> it was a an idea that came between Andrew and I and some others here at the organization. We weren't alone in this, but why would you know uh, you and join in particular decide to support the creation of podcasts that doesn't just focus on you know our software but on the problems that the industry is experiencing on the greater industry issues yeah well i think the easy answer is so that we wouldn't have to twist your arm to uh you know get on the podcast but um uh yeah no that's a good question and that's a fair question i think for us it comes back to uh sort of who, who the company is at the core and how, how we've come about. And, um, you know, some some technology companies serving the construction space sort of have the classic, like, you know, technology founder and industry founder. And, and that's not the path that we've taken. Where we're, we're a team that's got, you know, plenty of folks who come from industry and have done, done and delivered, like, amazing projects, you know, through the course of their careers. We've got a really deep bench of strong technologists. And what's led us... You know, get as far as we have in this industry is that we we spend a lot of time listening, um, and we spend a lot of time in dialogue with our customers, understanding what they were doing. Um, there weren't customers at the time, I should say. You know, with with teams around the country who eventually became our customers, understanding what they were doing, piecing together the problems, um, and eventually bringing out a solution that could start to start to chip away and deliver real value to the industry. And um, you know, as we've grown and as we continue to grow, um, there's both uh, challenges and opportunities. And one one just challenge is maintaining maintaining our ability to listen, our our ability to to hear hear the real truth of the problems, hear you know things that might have only changed here in the last few years that might have been revealed by a recent development. Um, and then the opportunity is to be able to begin to to give back um, at scale. You know, when we were three people in a room with two people, two, you know, prospects or two potential users, it was easy for us to share um, everything we had learned from other teams that we were talking about, nothing confidential or anything, but best practices or approaches or ways of framing problems. And um, uh, while I would love to find a way to do it, it's going to be really hard at this point for us to sit, you know, in a room one-to-one with um, everyone who might interact with the joint platform. And um, so the podcast is one way to just expand expand that conversation. You know, we're able to uh, uh, both increase the breadth of who we're listening to and maintain a connection coming in, but then also, you know, it's an opportunity for us to uh, elevate different voices who we think um, 
or bringing something special to a wider dialogue. Uh, I, I really like it because I hear focus on the problem and, and so often uh, technology founders aren't focused on the problem. They're focused on some sort of flashy piece of technology that, you know, it's a, it's a solution looking for a problem. And, and that really drew me here to, to join as part of our DNA in the beginning. And, and I, and I'm excited that we get to do this at Disjointed and it's been fun already with all the people in the first season that we've, that we've already talked to just go far beyond where I thought we might even go. So, but in the, in the second, uh, kind of lead up here, we're also bringing on other software companies and, you know, again, why are we letting go and bringing on other software companies, um, onto the show and letting them talk about the problems they're experiencing and, and even their solutions, you know, we're free to talk about that here and, you know, we're kicking off a series of those people coming on. Why would we want to do that? And why would you in particular want to, want to see us do that? Yeah, it's a good it, another good question. Um, you know, we've we got pretty big ambitions for Join. We think it can solve you know a lot of very important problems, um, particularly important ones. But there are a lot of problems in the industry, and at the end of the day, uh, companies that are seeking to bring technology to the construction industry are more going to win together and fall together than they are uh, going to compete. Um, and so, just like you know. For, for example, we don't think that the world needs another document management tool, and we're not convinced that the world needs, you know, another uh, project management tool for course of construction um, management. And uh, these are opportunities for us to partner. They're opportunities for us to work together to, you know, improve our customers' lives and through them, the communities that they inhabit and that they construct. Um, and so if we can uh, pull these other technology companies in and these other software companies in and hear their perspective and uh, help connect them out to the industry, then uh, maybe a few more problems get solved and we all move forward together. Uh, you know, I like that. We've said this over and over um, in my journey through construction technologies, a rising tide lifts all ships. And and we bring this from the outside. Those of us have come in, it's, you know, good software competition means that the users win in the end because it's a better product. And ultimately, I feel like that's that's what you're focused on. That's what we're focused on in general. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. And and us all doing it together is is an opportunity for us to really experience some some exponential growth. You know, you hear about all the problems that exist in construction. Um, and to think that one group could solve them is it's it's just a I mean, it's a little bit too far-fetched in my opinion, you know, I think they'll be, <laughs> I, I just don't think that, you know, as much as I love the one ring to rule them all, it's, it's just, it's not going to be, it's going to be a, a conglomerate of groups. So with that, I want to take you into, you know, what I've taken these other software groups through and, and talk about when you hear disjointed, what comes to mind? Yeah, that's a good question. The, um, we're already, I mean, we're already talking about the construction industry, and so, so my mind leaps there. Um, you know, I think, I think for me, and I think for us, uh, a lot of it comes back to the fragmented, multi-stakeholder nature of construction, um, and we think that's a feature, not a bug. And we've always thought that it's a feature, not a bug. And eventually, uh, you know, history caught up in terms of some of the extremely high profile firms that looked to, uh, you know, vertically integrate top to bottom the entire design and construction process. Um, it's not to say there isn't a lot of value in integration, but um, 
we really we really believe that having specialist stakeholders who are able to solve particular problems on a project, whether that's a design problem or a pricing problem or a construction problem or a fabrication problem, um, is how uh, construction teams are able to meet and manage the inherent complexity of um, every construction project. Um, so we're always going to have a bunch of stakeholders with competing business aims and um, you know their own specialist workflows that they need to accomplish. And one of the one of the amazing things that's just been this like joy to see um, over even just the last few years is the rate at which these individual stakeholders are uh, beginning to digitize and get real value out of out of the technology that they adopt. I mean, people are. They're going home. They're spending more time with their kids. They're, you know, less worried. They're less stressed. There's less riding on them because they're able to lean on technology a little bit more. And um, it's it's this like magical, wonderful thing. Um, but a lot of the technology that's out there and has been developed and is delivering very real value um, grew up out of a hard bid, plans and specs, make your money on change orders. Uh, way of doing construction, and um, the mar- market is shifting, and you know we see more and more folks who are embracing design build or construction manager at risk or other negotiated methods. I mean, let alone let alone the the uh, you know edge out at um, IPD. But there's the, the the market is shifting to embrace these collaborative methods that really incentivize and encourage and require like stakeholders to work together towards a shared objective. And the problem is in that environment, even if every every stakeholder has digitized, even if everybody's got the latest and greatest in BIM takeoff and the latest and greatest in historical cost estimating or some sort of configurator tool that lets them you know, price glazing really quickly. If you're trying to answer questions, you're trying to make decisions, trying to pass information between it, that just lives inside of one stakeholder. And in between, we're leaning on tools, we're leaning on email, essentially, um, to communicate things between stakeholders. And to succeed in the world of negotiated or design-build work, you have to be able to communicate and you have to be able to collaborate uh, between these stakeholders. Um, And right now, they're disjointed. And you need something to uh, pull them all together. So... Let's take a step back because I think people listening are going to go, wait, what, when you say it's a feature, not a bug, right? What you're saying is that they're the particular roles of the A, the E, the C, the O, and add others because it's not the end of the end of the group because you can say contractor is your trade contractors as well, that actually the specificity is a bonus for them. Like it's a, it's actually a good thing. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I think it's, there, there are really immense challenges that come out of the fragmented nature of the industry. I mean, it, 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 it's often you know, everybody's standing around pointing swords at each other, and there's a lot of swords in the room. But um, I don't, you know, that that's a you know problem. But it doesn't mean that the specialization is the wrong way to approach construction. Like we think it's really, you know, like city by city, sometimes, sometimes down to the neighborhood level, regulatory code is different, like environmental concerns, just like how, how do we deal with all this sun that's on the building? Like that varies like across geography immensely. You've got different market conditions. You've got like different owner demands region by region. The only way 
that you're going to be able to piece together all the different aspects and lenses that depend on a building is by having someone who understands like and can bring that lens to that project and work with the rest of the team to uh, to realize it. And and I, I like that. That's the that really is the bonus. And and throughout the episodes, we've heard that over and over is that, yeah, there's shifting pieces of the pie or the cheese, whatever you want to call it in the John Diffender for episode. It was, you know, maybe I don't want it, that part of the cheese anymore. I like this cheese and I'm going to do this and they're shifting, but it still, you know, maintains a focus on their specificity. Um, because that is what drives, you know, better projects and getting them to come. But what you're saying is, Getting them to come together and share that and not build it through email is is the real the the gold that you're looking for there in that is like how do we connect them? Yeah. Exactly. All right. All right. So in that new negotiated world that you see, where do you see the most disjointed things happening? Yeah, that's a good question. Um I think, you know, I think one place to look, it's not like necessarily where the most disjointed stuff is happening, but it's a place where it's changing is if you go and look at firms that grew up excelling at hard bid work and excelling at hard bid plans and specs, traditional project delivery. And we, we spent, we spent, you know, just last week, a number of, a bunch of time with one of these firms and um, firm delivers excellent work. You know, it's done so profitably for decades, and it's always focused on on hard bid work. Um, but times have changed, and they've realized, as they look at the mix of the work that they're delivering now and their revenue sources, and then they look, you know, into the future, they've realized that to thrive, they're really going to have to get good at negotiated work. And you know, it's this interesting interesting place to look because it's there that you can start to see. Um, some of the differences that are necessary to execute traditional project delivery well versus what's necessary to execute um, uh, uh, negotiated work really well. And so some of it's about people and some of it's about culture and some of it's about process and some of it's about, you know, technology and tools. But, you know, a few things, a few things stand out, a few things that would leave the negotiated projects disjointed that wouldn't realize the benefits, you know, to the owner that come from negotiated projects and negotiated delivery methods and that would not allow you know a firm to uh, execute the work well and do so profitably and repeatably like come from like if we look at cost like they come from transitions that need to happen and how jobs are priced in the old world it's all about estimating it's about stack of plans and a spec book comes in and a bid gets turned around and you win one in three and boy that number had better been the right number to win the job but still let you do it you know in a profitable way the new world, it's very different. You're engaged with the rest of the project team for much longer. You're being asked for numbers over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and then you're being asked to communicate those numbers in a new way. And this is putting a lot of a lot of strain on pre-construction teams that grew up out of estimating and developed their people and their skills and their knowledge base in a hard bid world because you're being asked for price over and over and over and over, but those first few overs, like you don't necessarily have a complete design. There's a lot of pricing the white that you have to do. And um, uh, later on, where you're being asked for the price, you're being asked for it over and over and over again because someone's really unhappy about the number that you're telling them. And so 
you know, what you need to do is not just give the number to them, but you need to do it in such a way that they understand what's in that number, what they're getting and why it costs so much and what the trade-offs are if they need to approach a smaller number. And um, if you don't, if you don't embrace that need to emphasize communication, like, and, you know, an agile and responsive inter- set of interactions and transparency with the owner and the architects, um, things can go south and relationships can get soured. And I, I mean, this, like a lot of the time, this turns into jobs being, being rebid. I mean, we talked to, we talked to one customer who, uh, before implementing join, they were describing a project and this isn't going to, it's going to be surprised. Probably a lot of people have seen this. They were working on a job that they had won three times, you know, like they went the job early on. It was negotiated. They were working towards GMP and they were way off on like owner's expectations for cost. And, um, uh, you know, owner threw up their hands and said, like, we're done. We're going to put the job on the street and pick someone else to get us the rest of the way there. And like the same team goes out and says, like, well, we'll, you know, put a new proposal in. And lo and behold, it turns out they were in the best place and they clearly understood the job the best and the best position to deliver it as well as it could be. And it's it's not just that that happened once. It happened twice. And they still got it back a third time. Um, but like all of that, all of that's a waste. Like it added months and months to the schedule where, where no new value was created. And um, that situations like that can be avoided if teams are able to overcome the disjointedness between just, for example, their internal understanding of cost and these other key stakeholders. They're able to, if they're able to bridge that and they're able to make this information actionable and transparent in the right ways, it doesn't mean you're sharing all your profit pockets and you know all of your fees and so forth. If you give the right transparency and the right communication out to these other stakeholders, you know, you can avoid outcomes like that. So, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a number of shifts that that organizations need to make, right? Technological shifts is one of them. But earlier, you talked about people and process, and and you're really talking about, you know, you need some new people um, because the old way, this is a pitch and catch, right? You just threw it over the wall, and you got your best number, and you hoped, and you got one out of three, and you go. And people were really skilled at doing that. And now when you're talking about negotiated work, you're talking about you know, somebody who has to sit at the table and take all of those disjointed perspectives and bring them together to get more than a sum of their parts. And that's a cultural shift. And, and for people that, and it, that's a different set of skills. You don't not need the other people, but you do now need people that that sit across just like we, we, you know, it's a relationship business. We know when it gets in the field, your superintendent and your, and your project manager are really, really important to the relationship with your trades and with your owner as work's getting done. You're saying though, now we've added that same need to the pre-construction phase. Yeah. I think that's well put. I, w- I was going to cut you off when you said you need new people. It's like, well, no, you, you need to invest in your teams that are handling like this pre-construction phase where a lot of this is coming together and, and especially for, for, for these delivery methods that more and more firms are really embracing and deciding to excel at, um, uh, you know, your estimators who are people who can put numbers to things so quickly, like just, it's like some, it's some magic to be able to uh, get those numbers together, like so quickly and so accurately, like there's still a lot of numbers that need to come together. And like the need for accuracy has not gone away. But you do need you need to augment this. You have to invest in these teams and bring um, uh, new skills to the table. Whether it's developing those skills inside of 
sort of existing teammates or or augmenting them with people who are really much more focused on on bridging the gap. And you can, I mean, you can see this. We saw this with a uh, another customer. We were with a uh, senior pre-construction manager and a very senior estimator, both just like, I mean, they were this amazing team together, like top of the line, but it really illustrated like, you know, what the best of getting numbers together can look like to me. And um, uh, then the need for these new, um, uh, you know, new skills and like, you know, a new approach to problems. And like the situation we were asking questions, we were listening, listening about problems. And um, we got one question in and the senior estimator plugged in his computer, shared his screen. Before we knew it, we were looking at like a some sort of an Excel spreadsheet with like 27 tabs. And we were starting to build up an estimate together. And like we were going really deep, really quickly, like way deep into formulas and details. And so we like went straight to it. We got to get the number really quickly. And this is how we do it. And it's going to be really accurate. We're learning a lot really quickly. There's the other person who had to say, like, wait, let's back up. Before we get into the numbers, let's talk about what we're trying to get out of this. Like, let's make sure that we're not all pointing in different directions before we all start running after this stuff. Because if this isn't actually what you're trying to learn from us today, then we probably shouldn't spend very much time on it at all. And it turned out it was what we were trying to look. But that that really captured something for me. The pre-construction manager asking the why and looking to make sure that everyone else who's in the room, whether physically or not, was aligned around the same objectives and the same goals and how we were going to get there before um, spent a lot of time on numbers. So, yeah, I mean, this shows up all over the place, but yeah, yeah it's a great, it's a great, it's a great example of just how that process has changed. But like you said, it's never about replacing. It's about augmenting, upskilling, yeah. or giving people new opportunities. Like that's the beauty of this business is, is in most cases, people grow up throughout the industry and move from one place to another. Um, they didn't, some leave, but most stay and and grow in there in in what they want to do. So I'd love to keep talking about it, but I got to stay focused here. So last one, and this is an interesting one because well, you get to be involved in what we do here at Disjointed. Well, because you know, joins the sponsor of Disjointed. So, but if you were me and you could send me out there to focus, where would you focus me on the problem? Where, what stakeholders, anything would you have me go and, and talk to and bring out more about? Look, I'll give you, I think there's, I think there's a lot of interesting places you go talk to. I'll just give you one that's top of mind. Um, and I think it's looking at design managers. Um, you know, this is a new role, relatively new role. It's a role that's growing inside of um, many firms that we talk to. And my, you know, sit down with design managers inside of inside of contractors and ask them, you know, okay, really, like, what what's like really why are you here? What's what's the job to be done that really that that you hold that no one else can? And they say like, well, often they're you know trained as an architect or a former architect or a former engineers. They, they grew up on the design side, and their job is to bridge, just to speak contractor to contractors and speak design team to design team and act act as a bridge between these two sometimes competing sometimes contended perspectives on how to deliver on the owner's business case and um yeah i think they're you know that's one bridge that um i think is pretty interesting to understand and be good to understand how those folks excel and what lets them uh you know help their projects get over the line and deliver uh, excellent experiences for their owners. Well, and, and, and I like that because again, we talked earlier about 
new jobs, new things, new opportunities. And this design manager is a new one to, to bridge yet another gap that we have to make that process better. It's not about replacing one or the other. It's about connecting them. And, you know, we had Hamza Shambari on really early in this. And he said, half our life is that we're just translators, translating from one stakeholder to another. And this is just another way to put a person in there. And and I think designers will enjoy that because, you know, design intent, making it to the final product wins for everybody. And you know, general contractors understanding that, well, that's a, that's another win for us as well. Cause nobody likes rebuilding anything. Um, and we also know that that's kind of costly. So with that, I want to thank you for, for joining me today. And I also want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this, you know, as part of my job, cause it really is fun to be here. Part of what we're doing for the industry and really, um, giving everybody an opportunity to, to use this digitization, use these tools to build better projects. I know, uh, our mission here is around that joy of that changing experience and, and I appreciate it. Anything you want to say on the way out and also let people know how they can connect with you and, and learn more about what Andrew's up to. Yeah, great. Um, uh, so thank, thank you, Jeff, for hand, having me on. I know I didn't have to twist, twist your arm too much, but, um, uh, no, we're, we're excited to be a part of this conversation and excited that we're able to support you in these, in these efforts. We think they matter for the industry. Um, uh, yeah, no, you can reach me at Andrew at, uh, join.build, um, probably easiest way to keep track of, um, what I'm up to and what we're up to is the, you know, join website, HTTPS join.build, um, or hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, well, that, yeah. that's awesome. And I appreciate it. We've had a little bit of fun and well, I mean, that's the whole idea here, right? Like if don't take life too seriously, you'll never get out alive. It's too much fun to do this, uh, on a regular basis. So with that, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Disjointed. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about Disjointed or read the show notes, just stop by disjointed.fm. This show is brought to you by Join, the decision-making platform for the built environment. Learn more at join.build.